This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Drive the Lane Podcast. We are coming to you live from our studio. We got a good episode today for you guys. You know, we we talked to another NBA player, Duncan Robinson, who's currently 12th in the NBA in three-point percentage and 7th in the NBA in made threes. We're hoping to be cheering him on in the three-point contest. You know, we talk a little bit about Joey getting back into the basketball world. We'll explain that to you. And we talk a little bit about the Buckeyes, but not too much because we know how sad that can make Joey. So we just glaze over Buckeye basketball. Before we get to all that, finally, we have our shirt. The Drive the Lane shirt is online, highstreettees.com slash DTL. Please get a shirt. If you do get a shirt, show us proof, and we will shout you out in the next episode. We are going to save you money on all your High Street Tees gear, including our shirt, with our promo code DTL15. That gets you 15% off of your entire order. Get the shirts. They are cool. They are comfy. High Street Tees has great gear, and they got even better with the addition of the Drive the Lane shirt. Joey, what do you think? I think if you like puppies and warm weather and... Pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Yeah, and and sunrises on the beach that you would like our t-shirts. If you like basketball, you like sports, you like video games, you like music, you like dancing, you like singing, you're going to like our shirts. I actually just got a text that said if Ohio or if you guys buy shirts, Ohio State will go on a win streak. I also got, um, this is weird timing, but I got a text from Andrew Dockage that said, if you guys buy shirts and tweet it at him, then he'll follow you back. Yeah. So, I just or tweet it at me, and I'll send it to him, and then he'll follow you back. I just got an Instagram direct message from Coach Mata <laughs> that said, tell everyone to buy the shirts. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the episode. Buy the shirts. Highstreetteast.com slash DTL. Promo code DTL15. Wear your shirts, and when you wear them, buckle up and drive the lane. All right. Did we mention that we have T-shirts? Because we have T-shirts. So uh, We have T-shirts. Yes, we do. We have T-shirts. How about you? You probably don't because you don't have a super, super successful college basketball podcast like we do. But um, <laughs> Who were you talking to, Titus? Uh, I was just – shout out to Titus, man. That's good for him getting that uh, – that and, and Tate obviously well, heading over to Fox because I'm the Tate of <laughs> <laughs> heading over to Fox and Westwood One and all that good stuff. It's pretty awesome. So happy for him. Um, maybe one day I'll get to be a guest on their show. They always joke with me about coming on, but they're probably not serious. But I can't tell anymore. So I don't. I know. feel like now, why would they? there's less of a chance you'll be on? Oh, I don't. Yeah, but I could see them doing like a walk on. Like I could see when they're if they talk about it, the new foundation. Yeah, I could see them bringing you on for like yeah, five minutes. Maybe we'll see, but yeah, they, we don't. We're not. To, that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about my basketball career and how it is so back. It couldn't be any more back. It's it's just oh my god! Shout it's out incredible. Coach K. Yeah, with his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm a I'm a basketball player again. It all started actually um, this morning. Uh, I went and woke up at six o'clock in the morning to go play pickup basketball at the local JCC with my good friend and co-host, Andrew Zolden. It was my league. I allowed you yeah. to come and play. You used my guest pass. I did. I used his guest pass. It was a lot of fun. Great group of guys. Shout out to Lou if you're listening. Um, and and so I'm back. I played pretty well for not touching a ball in like six months. Um, but it was just more about everyone's out there just trying to get, get a good running, get a sweat, have some fun. It I think was just, someone else played pretty well too that – you might want to oh yeah, my teammate um, was uh, was Andrew. Obviously, we have some great chemistry. Chemistry. We had some great drive and drift passes. Every time um, Andrew got the ball, I was yelling, "Put it on mixtape!" <laughs> I had some. I had some good crossover. You, uh, you I, had some mixtape. I played. That was probably like the best you've ever seen me play. Well, I've only seen morning. you play like no, we four times. played each other in high school like fifty times. I don't remember. I'm sorry. just talking about in all our lives, in all our years of life. You're right. You were killing the 50-year-old Jews today. Good I shit. was. <laughs> I was. 
<laughs> we both were. We I think we went two and two though. But <laughs> yeah, we lost a couple games. <laughs> That's okay. Well, you were shooting Mark. one. Oh, Mark! You were shooting one foot threes and drilling them. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, it's just man. Welcome back. It feels good to be back. But the the real reason I'm back. That's kind of a joke. The real reason I'm back. I think this. I think this needs a drum roll. Let's see if we can yeah. find it. Nope. We don't have a drum roll, do we? It's not. It's really quiet too. That's oh, we have drum the drum. Roll. All right, well, then we'll give it some. And Joey's going to tell you why he is officially back in the basketball world. Oh, my God. Are you guys excited? Um, I got asked to be a part of the Team USA Olympic practice team. I know what you're going to say. Joey, why would you be on the team practicing against LeBron and and – Steph Curry and all these guys, why wouldn't they just Duncan have Duncan Robinson? Some, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> why wouldn't they just have, you know, some young NBA guys, maybe great college players be on that team? Well, my answer to that is it's the women's team. And uh, I will be playing against some of the best women's players to ever play the game. Short list of Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Elena Deladon, Brittany Griner, Brianna Stewart, Ohio State's own Kelsey Mitchell, um, just to name a few. Uh, I will be one of six or seven guys on the practice team playing against them for um, for three days in like a little basketball mini camp out in Chicago during All Star Weekend. So LeBron will probably pull up and watch. So uh, if you get a that'll plus, be the first time he watches me play. One, if you get a plus <laughs> one, you're bringing me. Yeah, sure. I don't know what that. I don't think there'll be tickets. You think LeBron is going to pull up to that? I mean, it's during All Star Weekend. He doesn't want to watch the best women play too. Just saying. The crazier things have happened. All I'm that, saying is that is not what I was saying. That he doesn't want to watch best women <laughs> yeah, play. It's, it's what I was saying is saying. all the stuff going on in All Star Weekend. I don't know if he's going to come to a, a USA Women's scrimmage. Hey man, they're the best basketball. That has, has nothing to do with what I'm saying. There's just so many events he needs to get ready to watch Duncan Robinson win the three point contest. That's true. We're gonna have to cut a lot of this if like tonight it gets announced Duncan Robinson not to participate yeah, in NBA three point contest. True, but. Um, Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. I think, number one, it forces me to get back into shape because I'm not in good shape right now. Number two, it gives me a, an excuse to not only get back in shape but also work on basketball and have some fun doing basketball stuff leading up to it because I have about three weeks to a month to try and become a good enough basketball player or I don't embarrass myself again. Um, and then, number three, I'm going to get to be in the presence of some of men or women, some of the best basketball players ever, um, and, and, like, you know, I'll be handling the ball a lot, and Sue Bird will be guarding me. Like, Sue Bird is so, so awesome. So, um, Breaking news. I'm going to break some news right now. Sure. If you ever want me to rebound for you or run you through some drills between now and then, I would be happy to. Oh, thank you. Breaking news. You heard it here on the Drillsline Podcast. Yeah. So, with that being said, not to steal Joey's thunder, but that officially makes me a part of this. Yeah. I mean, as my plus one, you're a part of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I – I am really, really excited about it. And the fact that it's in Chicago and over All-Star Weekend will be really, really fun. Just the atmosphere will be really cool, I think. Um, I don't even know if it's open to the public. <laughs> um, oh, if it's open to the public, I'll be there for sure. Right. I just don't I don't know if it's open to the public or not, um, obviously. but Maybe I could get a media pass. I could get credentialed for the scrimmage. And then I interview me. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, exactly. I interview me for the drive like Joe. What do you? That would literally be the. What's going through your head when you come off the? Look at us. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, that's literally the Spider-Man meme. I'd be like, I'd walk. You got your memes mixed up. No, no, I'd be the Spider-Man. Both pointing at it. No, that's just people who are similar. So Duncan Robinson and Dockage via phone calls. No, no, are similar. No, no, Duncan Robinson and John Diebler pointing. Well, Ryan Day and a goat. Ohio State basketball in a dumpster fire. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Whoa. Oh, Do I have to cut God. that? Did I say that out loud? Whoa. That? Okay. I texted Joey today, fire Holtman, or Holtman hot oh, seat, geez. and he was yeah. not happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no. If we can get real for a hot second. Well, anything else you want to say about the scrimmage before we move on? I'm really excited. Shout out to Michael Alfieri, who helped me get that get that spot. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And honestly, I'm most excited because I get to play I get to play some serious basketball like and, and compete, which I – haven't competed in a really long time, so that'll be really fun. But oh, yeah, oh, oh, before you go, buzzer going off. The frauds are doing it again. The frauds, Illinois, are, Illinois is finding a way to try and lose after this game. being up fifteen. They are now only up three at home against Northwestern. The frauds are doing it again. Forty-four seconds left, three-point game. Frank William Abagnale Jr. <laughs> as we call Illinois, what? from Catch Me If You Can. Oh, geez. Just cannot stay clean. He can't do it. 
Ay, ay, ay. Um, Even if they win this game, it's it's a fraud. No, it's, it's a not. Fraud. It's hard to win in the Big Ten. Not at home against the worst team in the country. Good point, but they've had close losses, including five to Michigan State, five to DePaul, one to Hartford, and four to Indiana. Wow, that was pretty impressive that you knew all that. Yeah, well, I know my Big Ten stats. Yeah, um, but still, oh, Hartford, like, why would they put that on there? Because it was a close loss. Okay, well. They didn't put anything on there. That was off the top of my head. What are you talking about? And I about? guess we can't really do a whole lot of talking because yeah. we'd love if Ohio State had a close loss today. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to group all these losses together and talk about how bad of a streak it is. But if you look at them separately, there's a few that are not great losses, obviously, and you don't want to lose any games. But at Indiana, at Penn State, those places are really, really hard to at win. At Minnesota. Tr- trust me. At Minnesota, trust me. I've at done Maryland. it. At Maryland. Those are all – listen to those <sighs> games. I mean, those are all games that, yeah, it would be great to win those games. But, like, we're taking care of business and we're beating Nebraska at home and we're beating Penn State by 100 at home and then we lost to Wisconsin. But the Penn home, State but. win at home is, is – so, that, that almost feels like a completely different season. I know it does, and it's been a tale of two seasons. And it is very frustrating, and I keep trying to be the voice of reason to keep everyone upbeat and stuff. Um the Big Ten is re- the Big Ten might have like eleven teams in the in the NCAA tournament. Like we're fine. Like we're so eleven. Fine. Just, yeah. Mm. Is Ohio State going to be one of those? Yes, 11? they are. They are. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it for until it changes again. The turning point of the season <laughs> for whatever reason was that Kentucky game. You can you can laugh and shake your head all you want. Ohio State and Kentucky completely. Illinois dagger. Illinois dagger. They Damn just it. hit a dagger. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, they're back, but <laughs> they're so bad. That was just such a. They're a, five and two, by the way, in the Big Ten. Aren't turning points? Usually, and we call them a fraud. <laughs> well, because they're going to lose to Ohio State or something, and that wouldn't yeah, make them a fraud. Yeah, well, that'd be a bad loss if they lost to Ohio State. That'd be a bad loss. Stop it. I'm happy Dwayne Washington's back. He's quickly turning into my favorite player. Quickly, quicker than DJ Carton on a fast break when he slips. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, stop hating on these guys. Those are my teammates, former teammates. Not DJ Carton. Yeah, I, I recruited him. It counts. All right, fair. Um, but, yeah, that's the end of the uh, Ohio State pity hour. Um, more what, what do you think? Let, let, let's ask you this because we can talk some positives. What do you think? Because now everyone's back and healthy besides Musa, who we're not even sure if he's playing this season. But everyone's back. What needs to, what needs to happen? If you're, um, like, if you're in that locker room, what do you think Holtman is saying? I guess not locker room if you're in the practices moving forward. Yeah, I think there's going to be a huge concentration on making two-point shots, which sounds weird just in the world, in the world, in the basketball world that we live in. But making two-pointers, especially in the paint, like I don't know what our two-point field goal percentage was, but it was probably terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something that like, um, like Coach – Coach Peden and, and and I, we always talked about like how it's important to yeah, it's important to shoot well from the field, like that matters. But like you can always tell how well the offense is doing based on um, your two point field goal percentage. So that's something that I think is important. Just finishing through contact. Like Caleb gets fouled on every single play, but usually he's finishing them, and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of guys are not making layups. Like DJ Carden's getting into the lane, and he's got the open floater, and he's just missing it. You know, like so trying to figure out a way um, to make those. Um, oh my God! Northwestern just made a three and cut it to two. But specific, <laughs> specifically today, though, Joseph, specifically today, Ohio State scored a lot. You they know, made pers- up. They got fouled. They were in the double bonus yeah. with 14 minutes left in the but, game. That's, but normally, normally, and Penn State was up up by 15. They didn't have to play. It's defense. tough. It's tough to lose when when Caleb's not. It's tough to lose. It's probably frustrating to lose when Dwayne gives you 20 and Caleb gives you 20, and you can't find enough other points to win. No, because. No, sorry. Dwayne also proving again that he would be the best player on any team in the country. <laughs> Jeez, no, I, no, I, points are great, obviously, and you could say that it's just not, I mean, yeah, we scored 76 points, but it was not one of those games. It's just not one of those games. It's hard to, like, explain. Like, Penn State scored 90, mm. which is terrible. They're so good at home, though, because that place is just they had a, the most the most fans they've ever had in a game. They just love yeah, playing. Yeah, they had the upper deck open, which they said is never open. Jeez, yeah. I just I, I got faith they, in Holtman. We're fine. They just play so well against us every game, except for that other game. But uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried. It's just so frustrating. It's just like 
Today was probably like the worst game we've played too. Even though we scored seventy six points, it just was like never close and just I don't know. I don't know. I just watched your mood go from good to bad real quick. I know, it's just we it's just we also need to get back in the habit of watching games together. That could be a big turning. Yeah, whose fault was that today? Well, it was partially my fault, but it was also we thought we were going to be together recording with Duncan. It was just scheduling error. Scheduling error. Your fault. All right, I'll take the blame. Yeah, you better take I'll the take blame. I'll take the blame. Uh, what else should we talk about before we get to Duncan Robinson? Anything else on your mind, Joe? <laughs> Joseph? Anything else on my mind? College uh, basketball is annoying. I don't, you know what? I'm going to say this, and I think you're going to agree with me. Three unranked teams, or three top, or like six top five teams lost unranked teams this week. College say basketball is exciting. Not, it's not impossible. College that's ba- impossible. Do College basketball <laughs> is exciting, of course. It's It's boring this year. There's no Zion. There's no Trey Young. Oh, my God. Is there a ball? Oh, no. Damn it. Illinois' ball. They just ran the old football out-of-bounds play where you run, and and it's always the guy that goes short that they throw it to. Who's it out on? Uh, It's not even close. Oh, yeah, it's off Northwestern. But, you know, people always complain, oh, it's not fair when Duke gets five top six recruits. Oh, it's not fair that the Warriors are blah, blah, blah. NBA is less fun to watch this year without the Warriors, but that's also due to, in part, that they're all injured. It's not that they're not playing. <laughs> and I wish that there was a team like Duke that was dominant and beat everyone. That's more exciting. People can complain all they want about teams being too dominant in college basketball or college football. How unbelievable was this dominant season from LSU? How yeah. fun was watching Zion last year? With I'm RJ? always, I'm always, always have been, always will be college basketball, uh, college basketball, college sports over professional sports. And it's not even like, College football is, is the best, but NFL is so good. No, college football is the best, but it's also a five-hour game. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we have basketball, but after the Super college Bowl. College baseball, dude. After the Super Bowl. College baseball like, is coming up. shut down. College we're baseball is coming gonna, up. We're going to have to, like, don't forget college baseball stuff at once. Don't forget college baseball. Super Bowl is over. I, people get so sad when football season's over. I love it. I'm just, we didn't even talk any. We didn't even talk any football in this episode. Who cares? Wait, Master Teague. We just have to get that yeah. in there. Master and Teague. Master Teague, and I'm the biggest Titans fan ever, by the way. I They were my whole fantasy team, which we talked about. And every week I'm like, you know what? It would be a good bet to throw, like, 40 on the Titans. Money line. And then they win each week, and I never did it. And then this week I'm not going to do it again, and hopefully they win. I'm going to give you guys some betting advice because, and this is a little, no pun intended, pun intended teaser for next week's episode. We're going to talk. A lot of gambling in next week's episode, but tease the Chiefs and tease the Packers. Or tease the Titans and tease the Packers. That's my, I think both games are seven or seven and a half. Tease those up to 14 each. We're going to have some close, we're going to have some close conference games. Or Illinois, conference Illinois just won, I think. We're going to have some close division championships. Oh, my championships. God. What, what are they think? doing? That was right. so weird. The frauds. Northwestern's down four with six seconds left. They, they took seven seconds to shoot a the shot. The frauds win. They passed it backwards. Oh, wait. Okay, quickly. Gambling, what I was saying. Tease the underdogs. Yeah. Because then if it's a close game, you're going to win their bets. Should we talk about the Astros? Yes. Astros. Here's my stance on sign stealing. I don't know. Did you play baseball growing up and, and stuff? Like, seriously, did you play in high school or anything? Funny story, so... I played baseball, and I got hit in the eye with a ball and got a black eye in fourth grade, and that was the end of my baseball career. That's a hilarious story. Yeah. I actually played a little after that, but I was so afraid of the ball after getting hit in the yeah, eye. Yeah, I feel that. I was not, I was not a total uh, hit-me-ball kind if of If I guy. played competitively, I would have stolen the fuck out of some signs. That's <laughs> right up my alley for baseball, trying to get the competitive advantage. Yeah, okay, that's perfect. So that leads me right into it. So when I was growing up, here, first I'll say this is my opinion on sign stealing. If you're doing it organically, no technology, just the human interactions. Well, that's allowed. That's I'm good with that. It's yeah, not well, that's cheating. allowed when it's the guy's on second base and looking at the Exactly. So God, that's a perfect segue. That's why we're so good together. Um oh. leading go when I was growing up and I played till till I was like a sophomore in high school, um we my team, my teammates, we were together for since like third grade. We would always uh, when if the guy was on second base, we would say first name was a fastball, last name was um, some kind of off-seat pitch, changeup, or when we got older, curveball, and stuff like that. 
um, because when you're on second base and you're taking the leadoff, you can see the signs from the catcher. And, and growing up, it was always one was fastball, two was changeup, or wiggle the fingers was changeup, or whatever. Um, and so we would. So if I was on second base, I'd be like, "All right, come on, Joey. What do you say, Joey? Come on, Joey." And the kidder knew that it was fastball coming. Or I would say, "All right, Lane. What do you say now, kid? What do you say, Lane?" And that meant that change yeah. was coming. So that's how. That's where I stand on uh, on the sign stealing. I, I mean, if it if it's if it comes out that you know. Um, Alex Bregman and and uh, Jose Altuve wore buzzers that you know they buzzed once if it was a fastball, buzzed twice if it was a changeup or whatever. They got to be suspended for, mm-hmm. I mean, not a lifetime ban, but Pete Rose maybe is a lifetime ban. Yeah, I mean, if a Rod, that's cheating for to do better. I mean, sign stealing is probably like I <laughs> I heard some kid ask Wilson Contreras, the catcher for the Cubs. If, if you, you if you signs, knew if you knew a pitch was coming every time, how many home runs would you hit? And that's true. These these guys are too good to know what pitch is coming. It's like steroids on steroids. I just cannot believe that video where Altuve says, "Don't rip off my jersey. Don't rip off my I jersey." Know, right? That is like the craziest video ever. Number one craziest. And Cal getting ejected is number two. Go like that on the Twitter. But <laughs> how how do you think there could be stealing or cheating in basketball? Just Stealing it's not cheating. It's not cheating, but in high school for Deerfield, like we would watch so much film and know every single play call, so that like we played Warren in, in the um, in the playoffs my senior year, and they we knew that they w- wrote their all their plays on a whiteboard, um, and and so we knew the names of each one too. So like if they ran thirty two twist, we knew exactly what was coming because we worked at it. It wasn't like cheating, but it's like sign stealing kind of, you know. So in college and definitely NBA. In college, would you change the names of plays or insert new plays no. when you were playing against Michigan, who you're familiar with, or Michigan State that you're familiar no. with, that maybe Izzo's been running the, the same? whole? Do you change at the beginning of the year? No, never. No, the whole theme of college basketball, and like Coleman and Mata both said this in separate occasions. They know what plays in the Big Ten. They know what plays coming. That's why you got to execute. That's why you got to screen. That's why you got to take care of the ball. Like they, that's why you have different options of each play. Like. They know what's coming. It's just a matter of executing. So that's why you have different options. Like I said, that's why you have different options and, and different reads that point guards can have and stuff. Like, all of that is goes into it. Like, Tom Izzo runs the same plays every single year, the same calls. I remember all of them. You know, like, if he holds up a fist, they're running a they're running a down screen, and they're throwing it right into the post of the guy that screened, that screened the guy. Like, it's, it's just a matter of can you stop. Can you front Nick Ward and not let him catch that ball? Mm-hmm. Well, if you do, they're flashing the high post and throwing a high low. So, it's like, like I said, you can know all the plays. We can tell you what plays coming. That doesn't matter um, if you can't stop it. Yeah, makes sense. So, we'll we'll get to our interview with Duncan Robinson. Another uh, unbelievable three-point shooter. Yeah. Speaking of three, threes above high is the place to go to watch your Buckeyes lose. Whoa, my God! Sorry, <laughs> but it's the place to go for college basketball. It's the place to go for the Super Bowl because this is coming out after the divisional championships. So it's the place to go for the Super Bowl, and it's the place to go to watch Duncan Robinson win the three-point contest. What do you think about that, Joe? What do you say, Joe? I oh, fastball's coming all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Duncan was so awesome. I've talked to Duncan a, a couple of times um, through what our mutual friend what do you have Andrew Dockage. Three's above high. Uh, he loves threes above high, and it's <laughs> so funny that like when he came in on the road, like he would text me and be like, "Yo, Joe, are people going to threes above high tonight?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, every night, dude. It's packed all the time." So, um, <laughs> Duncan's a huge promoter of threes above high, which is weird as a Michigan guy, like to promote a rival school like favorite bar, like that's weird. But he does it, so he's a good guy for that. But it was a great interview with Duncan. He's uh, we had a lot of fun with him. I mean, um. It makes sense just because he comes from the Dockage tree uh, that it would be a fun interview, and, and we, we had some fun with him, and, and hopefully he's in a three-point contest because that would be a lot of yeah. fun. I think if his uh, parents could rename him, they would name him Shooting Robinson because he doesn't do a whole lot of dunking. All right, buckle up and drive the lane. Please enjoy this interview. Buy our shirts. Buy our shirts. Please enjoy this interview. We'll talk to you after the interview. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, current Miami Heat basketball player, Duncan Robinson. Duncan, welcome onto the show. How are we doing today? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Appreciate you, uh, you guys having me on. Definitely happy to, uh, to happy to be a part of it. Do you prefer being introduced as current NBA player or former Division Three player? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Honestly, man, however you want to do it is uh, is cool with me. Obviously, the, you know the Division Three thing at this point has been. I don't want to say played out, but it's been it's well been documented. <laughs> yeah, well documented, I guess you could say. Um, so, you know, I, with that being said, I also have a lot of pride and respect for uh, Division Three basketball. But, um, so yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it, man, I'm, I'm good with whatever. I will say um, I was – I had my heart set on being – and everyone who knows me know that. I was ready to roll as a Division One, Division Three basketball player. Um, until Ohio State, which was my dream school, kind of came knocking. So I'm a huge fan of Division Three basketball also. I still go to a ton of games. There's a um, there's a college literally five minutes from my house, and we go and watch me and my dad go watch them, them play all the time. So I think a lot of people, and you obviously agree with me, don't quite understand how awesome Division Three basketball is because they're just as good as Division One guys most of the time just without athleticism. Is that That's kind of fair to say, right? Yeah, it, it's a combination. Um, you know, if you end up at Division Three, it's it's usually that you're lacking in, in something. Um, you know, athleticism is a lot of times the case. I think the skill level, like you said, is usually um, pretty comparable, at least to like the low major level um, or like you know low Division One, Division Two. Um, in other cases, it's like late bloomers and um, you know stuff like that. So you know, like you said, I, I think that just in terms of the masses, I think a lot of people don't realize how good uh, Division Three basketball is. You know, like if you're playing past high school, then you're legit. I mean, that that's the way I've always looked at it. Um, and you know, obviously, I'm a little biased because I've kind of gone through that experience. But um, yeah, I got I got nothing but respect for Division Three. So this is the last thing I'll ask you about, or will ask you about Division Three basketball. What were you lacking then, to, because it's for you to go to a Division Three school, <laughs> or were you just a late bloomer, um, like you said? Just about everything I was lacking. Um, I was, I was a late. I mean, I was like not a good high school player. Um, some people don't necessarily realize that. Like my junior year of high school, I was not checking into games. Um, like coaches DMP. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I played. I played JV as a freshman. I like barely made varsity on an incredibly average high school team as a sophomore. Um, and then my senior year, I like kind of started to figure it out a little bit, but. You know, it was a growth spurt. I, you know, I was a five six as a freshman. I ended up being like six six as a senior. Um, and you know, I, I was just going into my body. Uh, and then you know, the skill started to like come around, and you know, confidence obviously, as you know, is, is huge um, in the world of sports, particularly I think in basketball. So it was kind of like a perfect storm of everything. Um, I had some timely injuries, like in the recruitment process, which kind of I felt like held me back. So. You know, I, I ended up at, at Williams, but I also loved being there, and it was, it was a great spot for me, and it, it worked out for me, which was good. Yeah, that, that's awesome. We're going to move on to some uh, some NBA stuff. So, no pun intended, obviously, you're on the heat, but you've been pretty hot from behind the three-point <laughs> line this year. <laughs> uh, that's a good one, man. I, I like that. It's, uh, how, a little wordplay. How much do you uh, work on your shot? <laughs> I want some numbers. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, people ask me that all the time. Um, you know, in like high school and stuff and college, like I used to have like shooting workouts or like weekly regimens where I try to get X amount of makes or this or that. And like, you know, in time, I've just kind of learned that, you know, you have a routine, but it it's more so about just like the consistency of just every single day um, and tweaking stuff. And, you know, now I'm starting to realize, particularly like with this NBA season that, you know, some days rest and, and getting away from the game is, is just as valuable as like being in the gym. And, uh, you know, I, I've kind of always prided myself as somebody who, you know, works on the game extra, extra hours and all that sort of stuff. But I don't really have like, you know, like a shooting workout or regimen that I can really share because like truth be told, I, I try to work on like game reps um, as much as I can, like in workouts. But other than that, man, I, I don't really have much for you. And why would you give away the secret also? So that's, that's yeah, that too. That's I could just be lying to you, honestly, and yeah. just be you know withholding all the, the the secret uh you know workouts for myself. But yeah, yeah. I mean, without without giving too much, or our listeners may not follow basketball as much as uh, Joey and I do. But for those of you out there who don't know, you're currently shooting about forty three percent from three, forty two point eight, and you've made you've made 
131 threes, which is good enough for seventh in the NBA. So that's incredible. What's the what's the update on the three point contest? We doing it? Uh, I'm not sure, man. You know, I'd, I'd obviously love to be a part of it. Um, you know, as a kid who's always been into shooting, and that's kind of always been like my skill set that I've brought. Uh, you know, it'd be pretty cool to to be a part of it and have a chance to compete with some of the world's best. Um, you know, we'll see here in the next couple of weeks how the invitations and everything shake out. I think at this point. You know, they've invited some of the bigger names, um, you know, which I completely understand. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see if I uh, can make the cut. But at this point, I'm not really trying to get too caught up in all that and just trying to, you know, focus on what I can control, which is, you know, making shots in games and helping us win games. Yeah, last week we had uh, John Diebler on. We kind of talked about some other three-point shooters that have been good or maybe that he likes watching. Is there a guy that you either not modeled your shot after but watched his – kind of fundamentals or drills that he did and even guys today that you kind of look at to learn from in terms of shooting? Yeah, sure. I mean, first and foremost, uh, I'd like to say John Diebler is a legend. Um, you know, I, I used to watch him a bunch just in high school, you know, when he was at Ohio State. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best, obviously, in, in the Big Ten um, history, but you know, I, I put him up there with anybody um, in terms of shooting. Uh, you know, obviously, he can really shoot it, but uh, in terms of the NBA, you know, Kyle Korver, Clay Thompson, JJ Redick, uh, you know, those are all guys that have done it at a really high level for a really long time. Um, so those guys are probably the ones that, that jump out to me. You know, ever since I've been with the Heat, um, you know, there's been a lot of watching like Ray Allen and how he got shots within our offense. And Wayne Ellington actually is another, you know, example of uh, somebody that I actually got to play with and kind of, uh, you know, he was a little bit of my mentor this, this uh, last year. Uh, so it was great to learn from him. But, I just try to pick and choose from different people. Joe, uh, Joe Ingles and uh, Joe Harris, both those guys, um, are also guys that you know I really just enjoy watching and learning from. Joe Harris was the guy that that I, um, you know, think of when I think of you, kind of just in terms of not coming out of nowhere, but turning into one of the best shooters in the NBA, virtually, you know, in one season, and and obviously he won the three point contest. So I just see that. Um, that road for you this year, obviously, and me telling my teammates last year as we all sat down and watched the three-point contest that this kid Joe Harris, Joey Buckets, is is going to win the three-point contest. I'm like, no, 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 and then I just can't wait to do that with you this year. That's the bottom line of that statement. Yeah, we'll see, man. Like you said, I got to get invite first, so we'll see how it all shakes out. I appreciate the uh, the confidence. I'm using a lot. Yeah, and I did want to tell you right now I'm voting for you to be in the All-Star game. Done. Just did it. So you have at least one vote. <laughs> Well, I think two, because I know my mom voted for me, so that oh. makes two. Uh, but I, I appreciate your support. It means a lot. Do you do you ever go on there and vote? No. Oh, that's they, such a lie. No, no, I really don't. So they have, like, player voting as well, um, which I don't know if – I think they, like, weighed it differently or whatever. So, like, we get sent links. Um, so I, I, I filled out that. Um, you know, I mostly just put filled out my teammates. Um, particularly, you know, Jimmy and Bam, because I think they should both be all-stars, um, and just some other guys that I, I know uh, around the league. Um, but I, I can honestly say I've not voted for myself. Did you put uh, T.J. Warren on that list? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> TJ, TJ and, the, you know, the Miami Heat organization, our, our relationship is frayed right now, um, to put it lightly, so... Uh, no, definitely did not vote for TJ. You were you were on the court for that altercation, weren't you? I was, yeah. Are yeah, you a, are you a break it up kind of guy? Or are you a get in the mix, or are you a try to ignore it? What what's your philosophy for those? Um, I'm a I'm a break it up probably um, type of guy. I would say, particularly with Jimmy, just because um, you know Jimmy's such a competitor, and you know sometimes he just kind of goes to this place, um, and it's it's part of what makes him such a good player. Um, but he just kind of goes to this place where, like, you know, there's just no telling what he's going to do. Uh, so I, I, I did my part in, in trying to, you know, separate him. Um, but, you know, that being said, if, if Jimmy wanted to throw me out of the way, he would be very – it would be very easy for him to do so. You know, he's a, he's a strong guy. But I, I did what I could, I guess, in that instance. Well, we're, we're a big Heat podcast, and now even bigger because uh, of you, but um... – Kendrick Nunn, me and Andrew were both from the Chicagoland area, grew up watching him play in high school, and then obviously Jimmy Butler being one of the best Bulls in, in recent uh, memory because we've stunk for the past eight years or whatever. Um, it's uh, we, we are always rooting for, for Jimmy Buckets, and we're always <laughs> rooting for him to get in a fight, it seems like, because it, it yeah. makes for, uh, for better Twitter stuff. 
Yeah, now he uh, he's reckless, man, on <laughs> social media and stuff. Like, he has no filter. He's just going to say what's on his mind. He's done some stuff this year. I don't know if you saw, like, the Trey Young thing after he beat the Hawks um, when he reposted that or, like, the TJ Warren stuff. Um, so if it's if it's on his mind, he's going to post it. That's just kind of how he is. Um, As it should he's, be. He's a... Uh, yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a great leader, a uh, great person to play with, and obviously, you know, a huge reason as to why we've had the success we've had early on. Uh, one more Jimmy Butler thing, then we'll we'll move on from him. But <laughs> obviously, everyone sees those social media things and and the fights and the fight with Jared Dudley last year. Any kind of behind the scenes Jimmy stories that you can give us a little insight on? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean. So he was he was traveling a lot this summer. Um, so he wasn't necessarily in Miami, but uh, it's probably about a week or maybe ten days before training camp. Uh, he he got down to Miami for the first time. And we had open gym, and uh, you know obviously you hear the stories of like you know that practice he had in Minnesota, or just like how he acts in practices and the intensity that he brings. And you know we have an open gym, and pretty much the whole organization is like on the sideline watching. It's not like formal practice or anything. We're just kind of like playing, but. You know, it's definitely competitive. Um, and, you know, about probably two or three games in, he just kind of just starts, like, getting on people um, and just talking shit like crazy, um, barking at everybody. And, it, you know, just naturally, obviously, like, the whole level changes. You know, it just gets more intense. And, um, you know, he brings the best out of, out of everybody when he does that. But it was just funny to see, to hear all the stories of, of, you know, the way he's handled things. I'm not saying it was as intense as, like, the Minnesota thing, but it was just funny to see it firsthand, um, him kind of go to that place of, of pushing people and challenging people. And it was cool for us because, you know, a lot of us, you know, kind of at least wanted to rise to the occasion and kind of challenge him back. I think he, he kind of learned to, or, you know, or just appreciated that. Um, but it was funny to, to see it in person for sure. So for some people, that's could definitely be, like, a welcome to the NBA, like, type moment. Is there anything – that comes to mind for you when you think of like, oh shit, like this is the big leagues for you. Is there something that happened that made you think that? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I, maybe last year, um, yeah, there were a handful of them, particularly like not not necessarily in terms of our opponents, but like just being in the, the same locker room with D Wade. Um, yeah, that was incredible. Um, you know, talk about a guy that I just like idolized um, and watched, you know, pretty much my whole life and to be on the same team as him. And at, at times, I didn't play much last year, but at times be on the uh, same floor as him, uh, you know, it was pretty special for sure. Um, I think there was one moment maybe we were playing the Warriors and, uh, you know, like I said, I was firmly planted on the bench for most of last year. Uh, and Katie hit like a turnaround right in front of our bench. It was like great defense. I think Justice was guarding him. And, um, you know, like hand the ball contest, everything fading away, like out of bounds. And it's just like straight net. And he just like turns around on our bench, basically letting everyone know that like nobody can guard him. Um, and it was just like this moment, of, like that guy's really good at basketball. Um, so I, you know, there's nothing like super specific, but just like little moments like that where you know you, you watch guys your whole life, and then all of, all of a sudden it's like you're asked to compete and, and play against them. It's pretty crazy. Don't you think so, Dwayne Wade? Obviously not on the team anymore. Don't you think it's time for the heat to move on and stop tweeting and talking about him? I'm just kidding. I love him. I I've been following the heat social media accounts for years now. They post little videos after every win. I know you're not very active on social media, but I love all the heat stuff that they post about this year's team and D Wade and everything. You got to be pretty psyched. They yeah. love you. They're always posting about you and you don't even go on social oh, media, right? I appreciate it. I'm, I'm like, I'm on it lightly, you know, here and there. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I go on Instagram every now and then. Sometimes I'll just like, I'll try to delete it for little stretches just so, you know, clear my mind or whatever. But I, you know, I'll download it every now and then and go on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the D-Wade thing, man, it's like, it's almost hard to explain to people, like, unless you're in Miami, like how much this dude is loved. Like it's, which makes sense. I mean, but basically his entire career there without besides a couple stints in, you know, Cleveland and Chicago. Um, and, you know, brought the city championships, you know, Hall of Famer, first ball, all that stuff. But like, 
he is like literally the king of Miami. Like it's, it's unbelievable. So I understand. I think that the reason why they're just still blasting stuff out about, about him is because they know people love it. And you know, like there's, you can't go wrong with a D Wade post because everyone's going to like it. So who, okay. This is a real question. You can give your honest opinion. This is a safe zone. Who's by the, the way, we just followed you on Instagram. Who's the, who's the uh, real king of Miami? Is it Dwayne Wade or is it Pitbull? <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, Pitbull's got Mr. 305 on lockdown nicknames. Or DJ Khaled. Oh, my God. I can't forget him either. Oh, my God. Yeah, Khaled's a legend for sure. I, I still got to go D-Wade. Um, I just think that there's, there's levels to it, man. And I think D-Wade is just on the top floor, in my opinion. Maybe I'm a little biased. I don't know. I think you're a little biased. But I, I would probably agree, just because we're basketball guys. Are you, are you more of a Pitbull guy? I mean, Timber is the best song of the decade, probably. Because of the heart of that fall timber. Exactly. There's no doubt he makes it. It's 100%. And the thing I didn't realize is he does like a lot of like philanthropic stuff in the city. Like he's built multiple schools and um, has given back to the city a lot, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the pit bull you don't see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That the mainstream media doesn't get to see. Speaking of uh, music, I came up with a little song for you that I'm sure you've heard before, but if you haven't, I would love to be the first to sing it to you. So, oh dear, what do we got? Has anyone ever said to you, "Here's to you, Duncan Robinson"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that so one mad. quite a bit. I've been, quite a bit, I've yeah. been waiting to sing that to you. Well, ever since Doc gave you uh, or gave me your number, Andrew's like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna sing this song. He's gonna love it." I'm like, um, "He's probably heard it a few times." Yeah. That one, that one is incredibly played out. The other one that's incredibly played out is uh, the Dunkin' Donuts thing. I mean, I'm from like the Northeast, which obviously Dunkin' Donuts is like, you know, basically another form of religion in Boston. Um, so it's like I hear, I just heard Dunkin' Donuts my entire life, uh, and people, it's crazy to me. People still think that they're like creative or original when they say it to me. It's like I couldn't even tell you how many people have said that before. Like it's just. It's gone out of hand. Well, but that also makes Robinson also. Yeah, it doesn't America, even make sense. America I don't know. Runs I mean, on Miami, the Miami Heat run on Duncan. Well, okay. that Oh, jeez. But <laughs> I was going to say that they call you, you – your name is Duncan. They call you Duncan Donuts, and you just shoot threes. So it doesn't you – know, Yeah, it really out. doesn't, but they, they just love – they love it. I don't know. Would you do better in it's the three-point contest fruit, or the know? dunk contest? Would I do better? I meant the skills contest. Oh, that's so – Skills contest or dunk contest. Skills or dunk contest. Uh, probably the skill. There's nothing anybody would want to see with the dunk contest. Yeah, I, but I, but the sneaky athletic guy. That's you. Oh, I don't even know if you can call me sneaky athletic. Uh, that's fair. Do you know? I, I, I'm 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 six eight, so like I obviously can dunk, but it is it's nothing to behold. I promise you that. Right, that's fair. Do you know the song Wagon Wheel? They're like, rock me, mama, like a wagon. Yeah, 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 sure. So you've definitely never heard this one. So I used to sing when, when you guys had one of your best teams because I bet on you guys to, like, in my bracket to win it all. I used to sing, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. A, Abdul Rockman. Rock me, mama, <laughs> like go. the wind and the rain. Rock me, mama, like Duncan Robinson. A, Abdul Rockman. So hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. So oh, I used don't to, tell him it's I good because he just does this. No, with I used everyone. to have a full song to it with all the names of the players because uh, what's his face is on the team? Who's on the Clippers now? Derek Walton. Yeah, Derek, Derek Walton. Yeah, he was part of the song, so I had a full song. I uh, I appreciate that you were rooting for Michigan about uh, not your point Ohio let's, State. Let's be well. let's make it clear. He went to Missouri. I did go to Missouri. My friends make fun of though because I do like Ohio State, but Michigan basketball, I. Loved watching you guys, so I will say oh, that. I appreciate that. There's yeah, nothing worse than watching you guys get hot at the end of the year. Uh, we uh, we had some, some good runs at Michigan. We uh, yeah, we were always a little shaky to start the year, but we we kind of put it together come uh, come March, which I guess is all that matters. It's all that matters. Peak at the right time. Did did Beeline ever call you a slug? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he ever called me a slug. No. <laughs> no, I, he called me some other things. Never a slug, though. What'd you think? We don't have to talk a lot about it because I'm sure you have only good things to say about him. But what'd you think when that kind of weird story came out? Um, 
you know, I, like you said, I have nothing but love for Coach Beeline. Um, and I honestly wish him nothing but the best. I, I think he's in a little bit of a tough situation, particularly as a first-year NBA head coach. Um, you know, the organization is, you know, they have this kind of weird mix of young guys and older guys who've won. Um, and it's just a tough place to be. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think that he meant anything, you know, ill-hearted or – um, men in any way to like offend those guys, obviously. I mean, Coach Beeline is like one of the most thoughtful, caring people um, I've ever met. So I don't think at all that, you know, he, he meant anything against anybody. Um, and, I, and I also think that he was, you know, when he apologized and all that, and then he honestly thought he said something else, I think he was telling the truth just because he's, you know, I know he's a honest, um, definitely somebody who prides himself on his integrity. One of the other things that kind of came out maybe a little bit before it all went down was that he was sticking with his, his college sayings and thing for, for different actions and different basketball plays and whatever. And I know some of them cause doc um, told me like polar bear and, and stuff like that. Do you, ha- what was your favorite, favorite ba- beeline ism? Um, yeah, man, he had a bunch. So like we had a, we had a whole like set that was called jungle. So he would basically named all of the actions out of that set animals. So we had like lions, tigers, bears, oh um, polar polar bears. Yeah, we had everything. Um, I'd probably just say that in general. Just that playing out of the jungle is what we call playing it. out of the um, jungle. That's so awesome. God, yeah, stop making is, me like Michigan basketball. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Uh, super unique to him, obviously. Like he literally created his own basketball language, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's he, he's. I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan through and through, but like obviously, respect is there's no rivalries for respect, and and I think he was one of he was definitely the most underrated college basketball coach, but he was one of he's probably one of the best also, and it 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 stinks that you're you're totally spot on. I think I agree with you that it's just a a little bit of a crummy situation with him. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he his uh, his track record in college I think speaks for itself. Um, and just some of the things that he was able to do, you know, just climb the ranks. He's got a pretty cool story. So I, I hope that, uh, you know, and I'm confident that he will be able to, to turn around at some point um, in Cleveland. At least I hope he does. What do you think of uh, the new coach down there or up there now? In the Michigan? new head ball coach. Juwan? Yeah. yeah. I love Juwan. Um, you know, I got to know him my first year in Miami. Uh, you know, he was on staff there as well. Um, so, you know, him and I obviously connect about the Michigan thing, but just getting to spend that year with him. I mean, he's, he's like a legend, man, obviously, you know, the cultural icon with the Fat Five stuff, but, you know, 19-year NBA career and champion, all-NBA guy. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine a high school kid going on a visit there and not wanting to play for that type of guy. And he's just – he cares about his players so much. And, uh, you know, they've had a little bit of a rough patch here. I know they lost their last two, but – you know, I have I have nothing but confidence that he'll he'll turn it around. Have you kind of noticed that there's some similarities between Ohio State and Michigan basketball right now, where everyone loves the head coach and loves what they're what's going on, and they both started out super 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 smoldering hot, and now they they've hit a rough rough patch. You think it's because uh, me, Dockett, and you have left the programs? That's the only explanation I can think of. Yeah. You know, just talk about three just absolute pillars, particularly you two. <laughs> Um, of a, so of a program geez. and of excellence. Yeah, we should probably – it would be bad if we didn't talk about Dockage because he's one of the only two-time uh, guests of this show, which is kind of more our our fault versus him being awesome. Which but, you will be soon eventually. Yeah, yeah, you'll After eventually. After the three-point you'll, contest, yeah, you'll, you'll come back on. Yeah, you'll join. I mean – You've had, you had Doc on twice? Yeah, we've had Doc on twice. Um, once because he begged us, and then the second time because um, we don't want to show our cards, but, but some, some other guests – Came, they, they didn't quite come through, so uh, we had uh, to, uh, you know, like we were going to have Ryan Archidiakonos, and we settled for the college basketball version of him. Oh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> That's a good comparison right there, actually. Yeah, thanks. That was right off the, the top of the old head. But, yeah, we talk, and we need you to talk about Doc and your friendship with him and how it was playing against him for a year and all that good stuff. We need to, need to hear all about that because that's all the listeners care about. Um, I mean, Doc, Doc's my guy, obviously. You know, we were roommates in Michigan, and um, you know, still to this day are incredibly close. Uh, I, I have to admit, I, I was happy for him 
when he first went to Ohio State just because I knew it would be a great opportunity for him. And, you know, he's, he's as competitive as it gets. I know he wanted to, like, try his, himself against the best and play in the Big Ten. Same conference as his dad. Um, obviously, he was at Michigan. He didn't get a ton of opportunity, but I knew that he would have more opportunity at Ohio State. Um, I will say, though, losing to you guys, I want to say, what was it, probably November maybe? Or it was December. December yeah, December. Yeah, December um, of my senior year was one of my darkest moments in Michigan. <laughs> uh, just seeing his smug face <laughs> after you guys win and him just like basking in, in the moment um, genuinely pained me. And the funniest thing is like in the handshake lines, he wanted to have this like moment where we like embrace and like, you know, just like really, <laughs> you know, you like, see all the time on TV or whatever. And I just wanted absolutely no part of it. I gave him like the most half-hearted little high five and just <laughs> kept it moving. Um, just because I couldn't, I couldn't overcome just the anguish that I had after that loss. Um, and eventually I apologized for it because I, I probably should have been a, you know, more of a man about it, especially because when we played you guys on our, our senior night, he was great. Um, after we, you know, handled you guys. Man, God, how bad um, was Doc in that game? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, and the crowd was crushing him. Oh, it was so awesome. It was the only yeah. good part. I mean, the fact of the matter is we kind of lost the Big Ten Championship because we lost that game, but, I mean, that was like, that's not really a game you're supposed to necessarily win. It's hard to win on the road and stuff, especially on senior night. But I just I, remember, just I thought you guys dropped another game before that. that we, like, we lost really, twice to Penn State, once on the road. That was it. Once on the road by, like, 100, and Caleb got hurt. So, like, that was kind of a throwaway game the, whole, the rest of the game. But – um. But I just remember after that game, telling my dad and stuff, I was like, "Like that stunk." Like obviously, I wish we would have won, but like, how awesome was it? Everyone cheered against Dockage. <laughs> oh, they were crushing him, and rightfully so. Like you know, that's one of those moves that if you're gonna make it, and once again, like I, I support it to this day fully. Like I'm happy that he did it, and he had that opportunity, and you know, you guys had an awesome year. But if you're gonna do that, like you have to know what's coming. Oh, he was ready for it. He was ready yeah. for it, but that was the first so like, real big stage that he was like, because you know that was the first all eyes on you for him, basically. Yeah, right. and I think that was like a that was like a Saturday CBS game yep. or something. It was like it was like nationally televised, and you know just to see him get crushed by our home fans that was <laughs> that was fun. And I and I mean that in the most you know oh. loving way because I love Doc, but it's just you know it, it was great. To see no, that. absolutely, so absolutely. I've. I've met Dockage a couple times, and I've obviously only talked to you briefly, but you guys, I can tell why the two of you definitely get along, because you're very similar. In really? a nice way. I don't, know in a nice way. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree That's with what that. I think. The, hey, the hey way, everyone's entitled to their own yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can just tell when people are destined to be friends. And I, I think mean, yeah, like, me, like are, me and Doc are really good friends, but we're very opposite. And I'm sure... I always... I always felt it was that like we brought each other balance. You know what I mean? Like just in that we weren't necessarily like super alike, but um, we like were both you said, white like, basketball kind players. Of, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we both checked that box, but like I don't know, it, we were we were close pretty much from day one. So maybe you're right. I don't know. And 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 I joke. I mean, obviously, Doc's Doc's the man, I, and you know, I'm I'm really close to them for a reason. Uh, obviously, you know, we share a lot of similarities, a lot of different things, but. Uh, I don't ever want to be too much like Doc. Yeah, you definitely have. I hate that we're talking about him so much right now. I know. You definitely have more style and what the kids say these days, drip. Uh, Oh, my God. We want to talk about that a little bit because you're you're a very well-put-together-looking young man. Uh, (laughs) What's it like down in Miami for you? What's the girl situation? You got a girlfriend? Um, I I keep it pretty low-key, honestly, man. Like, Miami's a... A crazy city. Um, I, what I tell people is like, there's there's a lot of different parts of Miami that you can do. So like, obviously from the outside, a lot of people just kind of know Miami Beach and like the club scene and all that. Um, honestly, like I I pretty much stay away from that um, entirely. Um, you know, occasionally like if my boys come into town or whatever, like in off season or whatever it is with my adventure over there. But like for the most part, I'm pretty like I live kind of near the arena. I'm just kind of back and forth between there. Um, and I'm also, you know, obviously locked in right now on, uh, you know, an NBA season and, and trying to improve as a player and, and win some games. So uh, I, I try not to get 
too caught up in uh, you know the city and all of its vices. That's a great answer. And, oh, no and, pun intended or and, pun intended? <laughs> that was pun intended. Okay, that was great because we are also just looking at you wearing that uh, blue Miami Vice jersey. So that's a very cool video. The one that's on oh, yeah, Instagram that, that has 100, yeah, Andrew's yeah. Sta- Andrew's 100 stalking million your views. Instagram. He's stalking, he's stalking your Instagram. Um, but it, it is it is funny because that answer that you gave is the same answer that Dockage would give ha- if he was in your place. But then we'd hang up, and he'd be like, "Dude, you gotta come down here. Like the, the like <laughs> the nightlife is awesome. Like I got like three really close friends. We'll go out with. <laughs> That's how I know yeah. you guys are different. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doc, Doc and I had our fun in Ann Arbor as well. You know, he uh, he's an Ann Arbor legend. In case you guys didn't know, I mean, oh, he, I've heard he, some uh, stories. Yeah, he he toured with that scene for about four years. Um, so you know, for me, I was I was just trying to keep up. You're well. You're also you're a little older too, or I guess kind of a lot older. When there's guys who are 18 or 19 years old in the NBA, is yeah. it weird for you that it's your second year in the NBA, but you're like older than probably 50 percent of the league or whatever it is? Yeah, it's uh, you know, everyone's journey is different. Um, it is funny though. Like you know, we talk about we we're talking about Bam earlier. Um, you know, like I said, I definitely think he should be an All Star, but like you know, he's considered like a vet on our team. Um, and he's 22. It's <laughs> like, I'm considered, I'm considered one of the young guys and I'm 25. So it's like, it, it doesn't really, you know, it's, it's basically like in terms of NBA years, obviously. Um, cause you know, I'm still, I still feel young in terms of like my NBA experience. Um, but you know, I've, I've I'm obviously older, but you know, that's kind of like on par with the rest of my story and everything. You know, I was 23 as a as a college senior, and that's just kind of how it goes. So, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily change it. It's just kind of different. Yeah, you know, we won't keep you for too much longer, but we'd be missing out if we didn't ask you quickly about Coach Spolstra. What's it like? How's he, how's he as a coach compared to Beeline? Or maybe how, what do you think some similarities are with him and how Jawan Howard's coaching now at Michigan? Uh, I mean, you know, they all have their, their differences and then also like there's a common thread um, for sure between all three of them. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I, I really respect and uh, between all of them is just like their grind and, uh, you know, understanding that it, it takes so much to, to win and so much goes into winning and preparation. And also, you know, they all really have command over their program and understand how they want it to be run and have a vision for, uh, for you know, their their uh their team so and i've I've learned so much from coach well um you know i definitely feel fortunate i mean talk about a guy who's you know been to the mountaintop of the nba multiple times and you know four straight finals appearances and all that so um it's just definitely been uh been cool to learn from him yeah that's awesome so before we go we want to hit you with some quick trivia questions okay oh dear yeah first one the four nba teams that don't end in s Sure. Um, the Heat would be up there for sure. The Jazz would be uh, would be on there as well. Um, sheesh. Jazz, you really, heat. you really should know the 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 third one. I really should know the third one. Well, now it's kind of throwing me out. I mean, I I obviously I know the team. I just you know it's escaping me. Um, you, I'll you, played, you played him last night. You played him last night. <laughs> I don't even know who who did we play last night. I'm all, I'm all, oh, Thunder. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other Thunder ones, for sure. The, the other one we don't want to give away, but it might be in the same state as you. Oh yeah, for sure the Magic. That oh, makes geez. sense. You're you're very smart. That was easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Michigan man, clearly great education. That probably um, took a little bit longer than it should have. But though, I mean those. That I feel like I, I I've answered that question before, but it always just takes a little while. Oh no, it's it's just like even you being in the NBA, it would take you a couple minutes to name all the NBA teams, right? Like you just like you'd be yeah, like, oh like shoot, I, the Grizzlies, I, the Grizzlies. I I always forget the right. Grizzlies. I, yeah, I um, get there eventually. It just takes a little time. Yeah. Okay. This one is harder, so I don't expect you to get this, but maybe you do. Maybe you know your basketball trivia. Who's the only Hall of Famer to play Division three basketball in the NBA? Oh, uh, Terry Porter. Uh, I don't think so. Is that right? Is that? I guess there's two. 
unless we can Devin fact George. check it. We got our we got I mean, our George, our intern is checking fact checking right now. Devin George isn't a Hall of Famer, but he played Division Three. Okay, so he's not a Hall of Famer, so he's not the answer. <laughs> Terry Porter, maybe I don't know. Is Terry Porter in the Hall of Fame? I thought he played Division Three. We're looking it up. I I have a different answer. Um, he went to Illinois Where Wesleyan. I'll give you the college. Illinois. He went to Illinois Wesleyan. Does that help out at all? That's not even. That's not no. your neck of the woods. That's my neck of the woods. Uh, Jack Sigma. Uh, that's a good one. Is that right? He's got that that Padman the the Padman Sigma move, right? Like the face up. Yeah, yeah. He was he was one of the first, like yeah, exactly, like face up big man type of deal. And he did Terry Porter not? I mean, he may not be a Hall of Famer, Terry Porter. We're looking. Let me play Division Three. We are doing. We're diving into the research right now. Terry Porter, though, Chicago guy. He's an AU team here. Oh, there you go. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame, but not the – And he went to the University of Portland. So, And he's the head coach think, of Portland right now. I don't think Portland – I thought he played uh, – whatever. Anyways, all right, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Jack Sigma, that's a good one. Jack Sigma, yeah, yeah. Use that one on Tyler Hero. See if he, if he knows that answer. You were right. He went to Wisconsin uh, Stevens Point. Oh, he went to Stevens Point. Terry Porter did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. Last question for you. This should be the easiest one. Do you know my birthday? And the only reason why I'd be asking you is because you would know the answer without without needing to know the answer, if that makes sense. Is it April 22nd? Yes, it is. Ding, ding, ding. He's yeah. a genius. Happy early birthday, That's exciting. Guys. That's <laughs> exciting stuff, man. I do remember – I remember – the only reason why I remember that is because Dockage posted something for your birthday, and I texted him. I said, "Dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now!" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, half, like half serious, stuff. like half serious. Uh, that, that's good stuff, hey, man. That's a, that's a special day then. If both you and I are born on that day, that's big time stuff. I know it's like the shooter's birthday. Exactly. Gotta be able to shoot it to born on that twenty second. Yeah. All right, man. Well, happy early birthday. We, <laughs> we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you're the man. Thanks course, for man. thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for no. coming on. We look forward to rooting you on in the All Star game in the three point contest. Yeah, give us a shout out in your post three point contest interview. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you. Guys, man. Thank <laughs> All right. you. All right, man. Thanks. Take it easy. Uh huh. Here's to you, Duncan Robinson, the player who played D3 in the Nat Michigan. Hey, Michigan. Hey. Now he's on the heat. Uh-huh. Okay, Duncan did you guys Robinson. buy our shirts yet? You, get, I, you know, Do you hear that sound? It's the sound of people not buying our shirts yet. Yeah. So you Just need to go ahead buy and buy the shirts. shirts. Buy the darn shirts. Everyone's got $25 to spend. It's not even $25. It's like $22 when After you use our discount. code. Wait, what's our code? DTL15. Yeah, what does it get you? 15% off. Oh, yeah. I, I, if you have a brain, just buy the shirt. Support your favorite podcast. Maybe we're your third favorite podcast. If you benefit from oxygen, buy a podcast. Or buy a shirt. Buy a podcast. Buy a podcast. You can buy our podcast. We are for sale. Yeah, we are for sale. Well, we'll talk with Letterman Row, but we are for sale. No, we're for sale. We're for sale. I think Letterman Row would be like, oh, shit, someone's my art. Cool. Yeah. Here's to you, Duncan Robinson. Should I put that as the intro song? Or are we going to get arrested? No, we won't. Yeah, you throw it as the intro song. That's All right. fine. Well, um, All right. We could do it for the outro. I don't know. A right. couple of closing statements. Maybe if you are if you were really good at this editing stuff, which I think you are, you could, like, sync it so that, like, as we left the interview, it, like, came into us singing that at the end. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. Right. No, like, and then it gets to the point where, yeah, yeah. I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, as, so you now. Not that. Not so you've already heard that. So you've already heard that now. Yeah. I got. I get what you're saying. Don't okay. worry. Oh sh- yeah, they will have already heard it. Yeah. Um. So, any closing statements? Yeah, I'm gonna go out on record. Um, shoot me, shoot God, spite me down if I'm wrong. Ohio State's winning smite. their next game. Smite, smite. Um, Ohio State's winning their next game. Who I don't got? even know who they play. Who got? Don't know. All right, I'm gonna go on record. It might be Northwestern. I'm gonna go on record. <laughs> when do they? When does Northwestern play here? We gotta go. I know. I'm already going. Do I get a ticket? I'll see. Who Eagle, are you going with? Eagle, if you're listening. Who are you going with? Uh, my family. What the hell? You can come. I know. I'll go. Probably with my family. Um, can you get me locker room access? I know. I won't even go in the locker room. It's so small. <laughs> it is. I might not be able room. to fit in the locker room. Hey, Siri, who does Ohio State basketball play next? Ohio State battles Minnesota 
Oh. At home. L. At home. No, no, no. I'm on record. I didn't know who they played. We're winning our next game. All right, I'm going on record. Oklahoma's going to beat LSU <laughs> in the college football playoff. <laughs> Worst take of all time. Okay, if you're still listening to this, first of all, thank you. Second of all, buy our shirts. Third of all, Ohio State's winning their next game. Fourth of all, we'll talk to you guys later. Fifth of all, we're going to do this next week, too. Some of the worst takes we've ever had. little preview for you. Who's my? What's my bad take? You just de- like, I'll give an example. Not on the show. Oh. In my life, I once said a couple years ago that Clay Thompson was better than Kawhi. Yeah, that's that's a bad good. take. So, we'll get to that. Maybe it'll be next week when people ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They won't, be. though. I'm, I, I li- what should I do if they lose? I'll do something. If Ohio State loses their next game, jump in the snow without your shirt. No, that's you scared. All right, fine. Jump in the snow without your shirt. Yeah, and yell and yell. I love Michigan. No, what? Yeah, Stop. yeah. No, no, no. I'll just jump in the snow without a shirt. I'll just I'll do a snow angel without a shirt on. Deal. If it's snowing. All right, yeah, here we go. If there's no snow. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Buy our shirts. Buy our shirts. And wear them and tweet us that you wore them. Yeah. Stuff like that. All right, we hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Go Buckeyes.